Life family and friends. This is the senior pastor of This Rock International, Nathaniel Leon. I'm excited to be with you today on our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. We've got an amazing uh, time uh, prepared for you today. We believe God is going to speak tremendously and expressly. The Bible says Jesus is the expressed image of the invisible God. And that means there's a, a uh, I believe, a word that is going to speak to you uh, that is specific. It's going to be unique about the season and the time. And uh, I believe the anointing, as we've talked about that, the sons of Issachar had a specific anointing. And they could discern the seasons and the time and what Israel ought to do in those times. We're going to pray that God release that grace upon us now. So wherever you're coming in from, I'm going to ask you to do the work of the evangelist. What does the evangelist do? They they uh, share the good news of Jesus. So I'm going to welcome all of our Charisma Podcast Network family listening to our podcast. We pray the blessing of the Lord. If this broadcast is a blessing to you, uh, share this link. Um, follow us at thisrockinternational.org or you can find out more information on Facebook uh, at Nathaniel Leon or at This Rock International Ministries. Those of you watching and listening to us live on our broadcast, on our Wednesday morning broadcast, that's uh, you're very welcome. We're glad you're with us. To all of our Facebook family, to all of our YouTube family, I'm going to ask you to share the broadcast, like the broadcast, let Somebody know we're on, and we're going to pray that the grace and blessing of the Lord would rest on today's podcast. So uh, let me know where you're joining in from and where you're, 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 you're watching from so we can pray specifically over that region and release the goodness of God over this podcast. So, uh, so good to see you chosen. Thank you for watching. Sister Melissa, thank you for the broadcast. I'm going to do the same. I'm going uh, to share the broadcast, and we believe that as the Word of God goes forth today, that the Spirit of grace will rest upon this broadcast, and the Lord will be glorified. We are in a specific time. It is a time uh, that is ordained from the Lord to see his goodness in the land of the living. So we're glad you're with us, Sister Lisa, Sister Rosalind. Uh, welcome all the way from Cape, Down, Cape Town, South Africa. Let the blessing of the Lord be upon you and upon your house. We're praying that extreme favor would continue to abide with us and that we would see the grace of God in all that we do. Sister Mary Duran, welcome all the way from Riverside, uh, local here. Sister Nicole, welcome, shalom, the, the blessing of the Lord upon you and upon your house. I'm going to ask you, if you would, to do that work of the evangelist, to share the broadcast. Again, like the broadcast. Uh, wherever you're listening from, again, on our three different platforms, we pray that God's grace would abound with you and that you would get, you would be edified by the word of God today. So I'm going to pray with you as you're sharing, as you're uh, releasing uh, uh, that, that witness of, of the testimony of sharing the word. I'm going to pray that God would grant grace over you, Sister Anna. Again, you're listening to us on your lunch break. So we pray over you and your family. Let's, let's just agree. Heavenly Father, we ask you for the word of God to come on this broadcast, to open up ears, to hear and hearts, to discern. I ask you for wisdom and revelation to be revealed in our hearts and in our mind. Open up the realm of the spirit to us so that we can be changed and transformed. Speak to our hearts, minister to our spirits of that which is good and whole. And I pray that you would get all of the glory, all of the honor in Jesus name. Somebody say amen. So good to see you, Sister Nicole. Uh, we're going to go to our key verse today. And that's found in the book of Romans chapter number eight, verse 21. The Bible says that 
because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the sons and daughters of God. I want to encourage you that uh, no matter what is taking place, whether it's famine, whether it's tribulation, the Bible says in the last day to be prepared uh, and to be prayerful and to keep your eyes on heaven. It says lift your head because you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. You will hear of famines and pestilence. You will hear of shaking around the world, but be of good courage. Don't you fear. That means your redemption draws nine. As a son and daughter of God, you have nothing to fear. Here is what the scripture says, that creation itself shall be delivered. I want to encourage you that true deliverance is not just over people, which it's, it's one of the, it's a great gift of the Lord. And we believe in healing. We believe in restoration. We believe in deliverance from bondage, deliverance from demonic oppression. But let me encourage you not to overemphasize um, what the devil is doing. Don't magnify the enemy, magnify the Lord. Though we believe in healing, healing is not why we come. Though we believe in salvation, and that's one of the root reasons why we come to see salvation and soul saved. We're not coming just to see the soul saved, which that can be controversial. We're coming to ele elevate Jesus. We're coming to glorify him. And if he's lifted up, then the Bible says he'll draw all men. So salvation comes, deliverance comes, miracles comes. Miracles are wonderful. But the Bible says a wicked and perverse generation seeks a sign. So what are we seeking? We're seeking to glorify God. And if Jesus is at the center of what we're doing, people will be healed. Minds will be delivered. Bodies will be well. But here is what the Bible says that creation is going to be delivered. The earth is going to be delivered. The systems of this world. And as much as I believe in, in men and women being well from demonic oppression, that is not the focus point of everything you're to do. The focus point is to see God glorified through your life. And like a Joseph, uh, like a Joseph, Egypt and Canaan needs deliverance. Like a Esther, uh, the people uh, in, your, in your generation, Israel, needs a deliverer because there's a genocide coming to the Hebrew people like uh, the time of Joshua uh, the walls of Jericho have to fall so the people of God need a leader like in the time of Babylon uh, Daniel is required Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego are needed to be a light in the midst of a darkness. I want to call and encourage you, though uh, we are called and we are ordained to see freedom in men, freedom in women, freedom in generations, freedom. I want to encourage you, there are places that also need deliverance. Hollywood must become Hollywood. I'm going to say that again. Governments must, uh, must see the glory of the Lord. The Bible says creation will be delivered. Here is what the Bible says. The scripture says the kingdoms uh, of this world, the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our God and as Christ. I'm going to read that to you again. That's found in the book of uh, the book of Revelation. We're going to go there. Here's what the scripture says. The kingdoms, uh, the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our God and his Christ. And this is uh, Revelation eleven fifteen. The Bible says the seventh angel sounded. Now, let me encourage you. When a sound goes forth, it brings healing and it brings deliverance. 
that, that this sound produces freedom. And there was a there were great voices in heaven. I want to tell you right now, there are great voices going forth in the heavenlies. Bless you, uh, Brother Danny Bonet. So good to see you. Brother Ray, good to see you. Welcome to the broadcast, Sister Gloria. Uh, I want to encourage you. There are many sounds in the heavenlies. There are sounds of deception, sounds of delusion, sounds of itchy ear preaching, sounds of confusion. But the kingdom message is one that cannot be diluted because you are not called to just teach and preach religion. You are called to be a gateway from that world to this. Let me remind you, you didn't get saved only to go to heaven, though heaven is our, is where we will go for a season, but we will come back and rule and reign in the earth. Let me encourage you, you didn't get saved just to go to heaven. You got saved and delivered to bring heaven to the earth. And the Bible says a, a, a seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in the heavens. I want to tell you right now, there are great voices in the heavenlies and some of them are dark. Some of them are deceptive. Some of them are in delusion. Some of them are in confusion, but I want to tell you the greatest voice that is going forth in the heavenlies is the sound of the voice of the living God. And here is what the voice said, the kingdoms of this world world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign forever. I'm going to say that again. The systems of this world, the, the realms of this world, governmental systems must become the kingdoms of our God and his Christ. Matthew chapter 16, verse number 18 and 19 is a pivotal verse, and this is one that cannot be uh, overlooked. Uh, bless you. Uh, so good to see you, our covenant family. Thank you for being with us. Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said this to the apostle, but he said it of the New Testament church, that upon this rock that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. I want to encourage you, there is a church that is ready to arise, that the very gates of hell, what is a gate? It is a border. It is a divider between jurisdictional realms. If a gate is up, that means on one side of the gate is one territory, and on the other side of the wall or the gate is another territory. I want to tell you the church is about to rise up, and we're not going to hold on. We're going to take ground. We're going to make the kingdoms of this world become subject to the God we serve. How is that possible? How, when we're outnumbered, when it seemed like all of the influence and all of the authority and all of the power and all of the worldly systems are under the demonic oppression of the, what the Bible calls a harlot, a spirit. It's not a woman, it's a spirit of seduction. And the scripture tells us that the kings of this earth have drinking from the wine of her fornication and have eaten of her delicacy. So she's bribing and she's breathing threatenings and she's sitting on all seven of the mountains. According to Revelation 17, there are seven mountains that the woman sits upon and she breathes murderous threatenings to hold influence. And these mountains are seven spheres of influence that encompass every nation. Number one, it is worship or religion. Worship is the number one mountain, the church mountain that belongs to God but the devil wants to even infiltrate the church mountain to muzzle the pastors and prophets so they do not speak boldly against the spirit of seduction. So they quiet and compromise in the realm of the natural and they lead many astray. 
One of the greatest weapons against the, the, the church of Jesus Christ is not just sin or evil or wickedness. It is, it is dilutedness it, or it is pollution and it is compromise. It is mixture. It is a contamination that, that sounds kind of like God, but not really. It's, it has, according to the word, a form of godliness, but it denies the power. It doesn't want to deal with power issues. Doesn't want to deal with miracle issues and authority issues. So number one, it's worship or the church mountain. Number two, it is family. The devil is after family. Make no mistake about it. The reason we are seeing uh, governmental shifts in legislation concerning the form and facet of what the family looks like, it's not about equal rights. I'm sorry, you don't have to like it. It's not about uh, liberation of an oppressed people who have been put down for many years. No, sir, no, ma'am. It is about the, the attack against the, the, the mode of family, the upper, the status of what God ordained that man and woman are made in the image and likeness of God. And a, and a child needs a man and a woman to be a reflection of what God looks like. So there's an attack on family. There's an attack on the things of God. Bless you, uh, Prophet Israel. So good to see you from South Africa. There's an attack on, on the, 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 the paradigm of the kingdom of God concerning family. Number three, it's education. The devil is after our education. This is why there are demonic forces infiltrating our schools and our education learning systems. Why? Why are drag queens wanting to read to our children? Why is that so? Why is the 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 gender uh, uh, the gender being pushed the gender agenda being pushed on our children to force our children to to normalize what the Bible says is illegal? And don't don't be fearful. Love people. Love all around you, but be very clear. The Bible is steer the word of God and you've got to speak it with boldness and with love and point people to the truth. Why is there an attack on education? Why are enemies trying to infiltrate the education system? Number, number four would be business. Uh, or, or media. We'll go to media. You're listening to me on media, on, on the mountain of media. What is media? It is a medium. And the enemy wants to control the earth through a demonic influence of the medium. That television and social media and, and those, the word medium is the word medium, which means a go-between. Someone in between that should herald the news. And this is what the enemy wants. He wants to contaminate the news, contaminate what we watch, contaminate what we see and hear to bring fear and worry. And that's how they got a hold of the world in 2022 and brought fear and closed a world and closed a, a not just a country, closed the totality of a world through a lie in social media. I'm going to tell you, it is a lie. I'm going to say that to you. God calls you to be free. God calls you to be well. But when we are hearing fear and hearing worry and hearing death in our ears, faith comes by hearing and fear comes by hearing. Romans tells us faith comes by hearing the word. And yes, there are, there are things out there. There are sicknesses. There are infirmities. There are wars. But Jesus called these sickness spirits. 
He didn't call a sickness a virus. He didn't call a sickness a, 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 a bacteria. He called it a spirit of infirmity. He dealt with these things in the spirit. And the Bible says, these signs shall follow them that believe. They will lay hands upon the sick and they will recover. The Bible says, is any sick among you? James chapter number five. Let them call for the elders of the church, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith. James chapter five, verse 16, 15 and 16 says, prayer has power. Prayer produces authority. Prayer produces dominion. When sickness arises, sickness must bow to the name of Jesus. Now, I know the medical term is it is a virus. It is a flu. It is a, it is a, uh, uh, go back to uh, verse number 14. They're going to put that up. That uh, is any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. Is any sick and let them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. Sickness must bow to the name of Jesus. That may not be popular anymore. I know people are afraid of coughs. I know people are afraid of, of, of viruses and invisible boogeymen in the air. And those, these things exist. But where you put your faith is what has power over you. And I've got faith in the power of the blood. I've got faith in the power of a name above every name. And the Bible says, is any of you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15, and the prayer of faith. Here is your Bible. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And if, and the Lord will raise them and uh, raise them up. And if they've committed any sins, it will be forgiven them. Are you hearing me? Look at 16, confess your faults one for to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. That is Bible. That doesn't change during pandemics. That doesn't change during outbreaks. That doesn't change during, during electoral uh, seasons where governments and powers in high places orchestrate riots, orchestrate the release of, of, uh, of, of viruses, orchestrate the shutting down of systems. The one thing that needs to remain constant in the world around us is the kingdom of God. The kingdom we serve according to Hebrews chapter 12, uh, right about verse number 26 or so. Hebrews chapter 12 tells us that there is a voice that shakes everything that can be shaken. Hebrews chapter 12, uh, right about verse 26 says, and whose voice shook the earth. And he promised saying once more, I will shake not only earth, but heaven. So what shakes the earth? The devil doesn't have that much power. It is the voice of God that shakes everything that can be shaken. Verse 27, the voice of God, this word yet, yet once more signifies the removing of the things that are shaken as of the things that are made. Hebrews 12, 27, so that the things which cannot be shaken would remain. Why does God allow shaking? to reveal the, 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 the quality of foundation. Shaking is not a fascination with watching something move. Shaking is, a, is, is, is allowed and permitted in the systems of this world so that God can prove foundation that is unshakable, that is unmovable. And whatever can be shaken, according to verse 27, will be removed. Whatever cannot be shaken would remain. I'm going to say that again. Whatever can be shaken will be removed. Whatever cannot be shaken will remain and receive elevation. We'll receive influence. We'll receive promotion. Verse 28 says, seeing we have a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us uh, have grace whereby we serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. I want to tell you, it's time we return to the fear of the Lord. 
I'm going to repeat this to you again. The Bible says we have a kingdom that is unshakable, that is unmovable. And because we have that kingdom, we are to serve God uh, with grace and that we may serve him acceptably with godly fear. The fear of the Lord keeps you. And this is the problem in our generation. Not only in the world is this, this is, they have no fear of the Lord, but in the church, the fear of the Lord is scarce and far between. Many ministers, not all, but many ministers no longer have the fear of the Lord. And we've exchanged sloppy agape for the fear of the Lord. Yes, there is grace when we need it. Grace and mercy is applied. But let me encourage you, the wages of sin is still destruction. And especially as leaders and, and, and kingdom, kingdom, uh, kingdom ambassadors to whom much is given, much is required. I want to encourage you. We have a kingdom which cannot be shaken and it cannot be moved for our God is a consuming fire. His glory can only abide where people are unshakable. Go back to Romans 8, 21. It says that the creature itself shall be delivered. So we've got media now. Now there, there is the business arena. I want to tell you, God wants to raise up business owners. I'm going to say that again. God wants to raise up heads and not tails, lenders and not borrowers. The borrower is a slave to the lender. The Bible says when you borrow money, you become a slave to the, to the lender. So when I borrow money, I am indebted to the lender. God said, I want to make you a lender and not a borrower. I want to make you a head and not a tail. I want to make you above and not beneath. I want to cause you to begin to mount up with wings as eagles and prosper and dwell and abide and remain overflowing in my kingdom. This is business is according to our Jewish brother, business is holy to do business, to offer service with excellence and to honor your community and to receive a reward is holy. And God wants to raise up businessmen, not corrupted business, not perverted business. I want to tell you, God is ready to, to, to release a glory in the earth that will be, bring down perverted business. The business of pornography is a perversion. It is a billion, billions and billions of dollars a year. But I want to tell you that perverted spirit has to bow to the name of Jesus. Sex trafficking has to bow. Alcohol sale has to bow. Drug sales have to bow. These things are demonic and perverted and they are not godly business they are perverted business and the true kingdom of God must come and shut down powers and princes in high places it's not just about money it's about control business and uh, we've got arts and entertainment which includes sports and, and media, which which includes sports and dance and song and the creation of music the devil should not should not be ruling in Hollywood I'm going to say that again the, 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 the devil should not be ru ruling in, in the creation of movies and the creation of scripts and songs and theater because the church gave these things to the devil. The darkness is prevailing and the only place the darkness prevails is where the light refuses to go. I'm going to say that again. The only place darkness prevails is where the light will not go. And we've been taught this deception that we must not influence the world around us. But I want to tell you, there are godly script writers and there are godly, there are godly musicians ready to rise up. There are godly dance and, and performing arts ready to rise up. There are godly sports, uh, uh, sports athletes going to rise in the kingdom of God and take back everything the devil. The last is the mountain of government. 
governmental system. The devil wants the governmental powers. If you read your Bible according to Daniel chapter 1, Daniel chapter 1, the scripture says that Daniel began to fast and pray and seek God. Daniel is thrust into a system. He is thrust into a time of, of leading and helping to govern in the realm of the spirit. Daniel chapter 1 verse number 20. And every time you have a government, you will have demonic powers, witches, warlocks, soothsayers seeking to influence those powers. This is nothing new. Also, in the book of Exodus, you find Moses getting ready to bring deliverance to the people of God. I want to tell you now, God is getting ready to bring deliverance to the people of God in America, to the people of God in South Africa, to the people of God in London, to the people of God around the world. God is getting ready to raise up the Moses. And with the staff of God, we are going to throw down the rod of God. And the rod of God is going to eat the rod of the witches, the warlocks, the magician, the soothsayers there is a liberty there is a freedom look at Daniel 1 verse 20 and in all manners of wisdom and understanding the king inquired of them and he found Daniel and his three friends Meshach Shadrach and Abednego 10 times better than all of the magicians all of the astrologers all of the soothsayers all of the black men see every governmental system has demonic forces seeking to influence See, where did the idea come in the story of Esther? We just celebrated Purim uh, a few weeks ago. Where did the idea come to the king to destroy the children of Israel? It came from Haman, a wicked counselor. Where did the idea come from to try and destroy Daniel for praying in Daniel chapter 6? It came from a wicked counselor. So Daniel is contending with magicians, with witches, with warlocks that are seeking to influence the government and change the culture of the nation through legislation. Make no mistake about it, that the culture of a, of a nation is ruled by legislation. When you make a, a, legal, a legalizing of things the Bible calls illegal, you begin to curse the nation. When you call legal what the Bible says is illegal, there is a judgment. The nation that, that, the nation that fears the Lord shall be blessed, but a nation that is corrupted, a nation that is perverse is a groan and it is a perversion. It is a shame. The nation that fears God shall be exalted. The nation that legislates demonic agendas is on its way down. But what can we do? What can we do? When the righteous are in position, blessing comes. When sinners are in position and wicked men and women are in position, there is a groan and a cry in the earth according to Proverbs. So what do we do? We pray. Number one, we pray. So government is must be in, infiltrated by the children of God. Uh, Moses goes in and through throwing down of his rod, he devours the rods of the magicians, the soothsayers, uh, the, 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 per, the perversion, the witches, the warlocks. Daniel fasts and seeks the Lord. And now his wisdom is increased to be 10 times more than, than, than that of the, the witches, the warlocks that are seeking to influence the government. Here is what Romans 8.21 says, that the creation itself shall be delivered, lands and territories and regions and cities. You've ever driven into a city and you can feel the demonic power. Have you ever driven into a neighborhood and you felt like the, the cold and the darkness? There's something in the realm of the spirit and it's a spirit in a strong man that must be bound in order to plunder the goods of that region. We must bind the strong man because the creature itself 
The cre creation has a being. Creation is making a sound. We're finding in quantum physics, according to your word. Bless you, Apostle Kim. The Lord bless you, man of God, all the way from London. Grace and peace to you and your wonderful bride. God bless you in the name of Jesus. Uh, grace and peace must come to regions and territories. And there must be a release of the mind of God concerning regions and territories and realms. And so we are not wrestling with flesh and blood. We are wrestling with principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places so that masses will come to Jesus but masses coming to Jesus is not the out is not the full outcome the region coming to Jesus the city coming to Jesus the economy coming to Jesus the school system coming to Jesus the the the, the media realms coming to Jesus the business arenas coming to Jesus the churches coming back to Jesus I I, I want to see souls saved but where do we put them I want to see 5,000 like the book of Acts come into the church and call on the name of the Lord. But where do you put those 5,000, sir? Do we have the housing? Do we have the education systems? Where do you put the 10,000 that'll come? See, there are many in the Valley of Decision, but there must be an apostolic shift to realize wise is the man that wins souls. There is wisdom that must come to win a soul from destruction into liberty. But wisdom will not only win a soul, wisdom can keep a soul. Where do you put 5,000 people? Where do you put 10,000 people? Where do you put 30,000 people? See, our program must shift from a weekend move of God to a kingdom. And a kingdom is not a biblical uh, religious message. It is a message of, of, of revolution. It is a message of liberation. It is a, there is one movie out at the moment that I can recommend, and that is the, the Jesus Revolution. That's one that talks about a revolution, that talks about, uh, that talks about Jesus releasing a change through uh, the 60s and 70s. That's the one I can recommend. That one, that one speaks about a revolution that came when God brought the hippies in the 60s, late 60s and 70s into the church of Jesus Christ. And there was no room in the church for the hippies. There was no room in the church uh, uh, for, for these, these, these free-flowing spirits and the religious were trying to cast them out. But there was a move of God that took place and there was a revolution when a pastor by the name of Chuck Smith stood up and said, we're making room for those who the church doesn't want to make room for. We're inviting those that the, that the church don't, doesn't normally invite and we're opening up the borders and a revival called the Jesus Movement began in the 70s where salvations went around the nation of America and many salvation, many grandfathers and fathers were impacted by this movement. They called upon the name of the Lord. Are you hearing me? We've got to have an apostolic shift but the church wasn't big enough so they had to get a tent and they had to get housing you watched the movie they had to buy housing they had to get places to put the people up the apostolic shift is not just a weekend move of God God doesn't want to breathe on our weekend moves. I'm going to say that again. God doesn't want to breathe on our weekend moves. God wants a glory like the tabernacle of David that is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. See, there is a promise in the word. And the promise is that God will restore what is called the tabernacle of David. The tabernacle of David is prophesied in two places in your Bible. The tabernacle of David is prophesied in Amos 9, 11 and Acts 15, number 16. Now here is what the scripture says, Acts 15, 16, or Amos 9, 11 is the first place that appears, but Acts chapter 15, 16, I'll read that. Here's what the scripture says, uh, uh, James, the, the apostle begins to quote the book of Amos. 
So this is found in Amos. And the scripture says, and after this, I will return. The return of Jesus is going to be hastened by us getting the right system. I want you to hear me by the Holy Spirit. And the system we have, as much as I've appreciated, as much as I've been born, I'm a fourth generation preacher on one side and a fifth on the other. They say I may even be a sixth uh, and it hadn't been confirmed. I grew up under the pew. Uh, I've, I've come to know the things of God and I appreciate the heritage, but what we have is not working. The world is not being won by the system we have. Weekend services are not enough to change the world. I understand what's around us. Weekend moves are not enough to change the city that we are in. There must be what is called the tabernacle of David. After this, I will return. When does Jesus manifest? And will build again. Jesus begins to build something called the tabernacle of David. Now, there are multiple tabernacles in the Old Testament reference. The tabernacle of Moses, the outer court, the inner court, the holies of holies. There was no music in the tabernacle of Moses. There were no instruments. There were no singers. It was a somber place. It was holy. It was a type and shadow. But the Bible says there was something called the tabernacle of Solomon, which was awesome, which was wonderful, which was glorious. And it externally showed the glory of the Lord. But God didn't say, I'm going to restore the tabernacle of Solomon. He didn't say, I'm going to restore the tabernacle of Moses. I'm going to restore the tabernacle of David. What did David do? He built something called the city of David. Zion and the city of David was a 24 hour a day, seven day a week worship center that never closed. He pulled the Ark of the Covenant out of the temple, uh, out of the, 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 the tabernacle of Moses. And the Bible says he put it in the middle of the city and he opened a tent where 24 hours a day, seven day a week, he brought in more than 1,500 worshipers and they would worship God day and night. Theologians say there was a song that lasted 33 years. He said, what does that got to do with the government, apostle, pastor? What does that have to do with education? What does worship perpetual? You understand perfect government flows from the glory. Governing cities and nations cannot be done except from the glory and influence of the king of kings. Now, I'm, I'm neither Democrat nor Republican, but I am not for men who stand against the principles of the word of God. I am for the kingdom of God. I do not I do not side with any particular affiliation, but I, I know for sure I do not stand with those who do not protect the unborn in the womb. The unborn in the womb is holy. The Bible says life started before we were in uh, the, the Bible says you were chosen in God before you were in your mother's womb. So life begins in the womb or before. That's a holy thing. Marriage between a man and a woman. That's that's the word of God. That's very simple. That's very, that's that's Bible. That's Bible one on one. Living holy, living right, uh, seeking the Lord, the sanctity of family, the sanctity of the word of God, the, the, the right to worship in spirit and in truth. These things are valid, but the kingdom of God is neither a democracy nor is it a republic. It is a monarchy and a monarchy is a form of governing land and territory and systems. And the kingdom of God is what everyone is looking for. They're looking for the kingdom. Luke 16, 16 says everyone's pressing after the kingdom. Every man wants the kingdom. You want to know why? See, we have a border. We're in Southern California. We are in, I'm about an hour and a half from uh, San Diego and the border, about two hours from the border of California. South of us is a nation called 
is a nation called Mexico and a city called Tijuana, Tijuana. And this city called Tijuana is a place where we had borders and walls and we were protecting our government. Now, whatever your politics are, that's fine. We must always guard. Every nation must guard their borders. The moment you have no, no longer guarded your border, it's called a breach. Every nation understands that there must be guards. Now, I do believe in taking care of the broken and the hurting, but you must also pr to protect the kingdom citizens. So for years, until this foolishness came out with these people in high places that are demonically oppressed, we guarded our borders and we had border agents that were in charge of guarding the borders. Why? Because everyone wanted to come from Mexico into the United States. Why? For a better life? For better, for better opportunity, for better laws, because America, we would, we would agree. And, and again, my ancestors are Mexican, so I'm not being racist. Uh, I'm, 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 my nationality is from Mexico. I've got family that is born in Mexico. I was born here, but by and large, America is known as a greater country than the the country of Mexico. That's not controversial. That's facts. The peso is so many to the American dollar that the nation gives you more opportunity. So why are they trying to get in? Why are they come? See, when you go down to Mexico, you can get in there easy. When you come back, you've got to go through screening and through process and through lines. And they've got to verify your why because people are trying to get into a greater, a greater nation. Because a greater nation has greater laws and greater benefits and greater protection. People want safety for their children. People want a better economy. People want health care. People want protection. People want land. Everyone wants the kingdom of God. Luke 16, 16 says, in this, in this, in this, the, the prophets or the law and the prophets were preached until John. But now the kingdom of God is preached and every man is after the kingdom. Every man wants the kingdom, even the atheists. Even the Satanist, even the agnostic, even the even even the soothsayer, even the magician, even the Buddhist, every man wants the kingdom because the, in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is the only kingdom that makes kings. My kingdom is so powerful that Jesus can call himself king of kings. My kingdom is so powerful that he can call himself Lord of Lords so that everyone that steps into the kingdom of God, he makes them a king because kings live by their words. You're not made to live by the sweat of your brow. I'm not saying work is wrong and having a worth ethic is very important, but you're made to live by the words of your mouth. The Bible says life and death are in the power of, of your tongue. This is why one of the first thing the Holy Ghost changes when you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, you can receive the Holy Spirit, but the baptism of the Holy Ghost is evident when you speak in other languages. Because one of the things the first the, the, one of the things God wants to change is your tongue so you can live like a king, so you can speak and in a kingdom. We are not called to pray, the king come. Matthew 6 doesn't say, pray the king come. He said, pray the kingdom come because the king is already here. Who is the king? Jesus. Where does he live in me? So I'm not praying that the king come. I'm praying the kingdom come. Matthew 6 verses 8, 9, and 10 says, pray uh, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. I'm praying that the king come, kingdom come because the kingdom's in me. John 17, we're praying for rapture. And Jesus says, I pray that they stay there. Matthew 6, 10 says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. God wants the earth as heaven. God wants the, the 
kingdom of God in the earth because you carry the king. When you put a king in his kingdom, anything he speaks comes to pass. When you take a king out of his kingdom, you speak something and nothing happens. Let me encourage you. The tabernacle of David is a 24 hour a day, seven day a week worship center. Acts 15, 16. After this, I will return and build again the tabernacle of David. Theologians again say there was a song that lasted more than 33 years because from full worship and complete worship manifests the glory and from glory manifests perfect government perfect this is the time in israel's history where there was perfect government no war no famine no pestilence because glory releases perfect government and democrats don't have the answer republicans don't have the answer bipartisan and 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 men don't have the answer the answer to nations is the one that made the earth for the earth is the lord's the bible says he will restore the tabernacle of david which has fallen down and I will begin the ruins thereof, and I will set it up again. Romans 8.21 tells us, I'm going to ask you to, uh, we're going to uh, uh, conclude in just a minute. The creature itself, creation itself, the earth, the moon, the stars, the sun, the water, the plants, the bread. These things are living creatures. They make sounds. Quantum physics telling us that everything in creation is making a sound. It's producing a frequency. Are you hearing me? Everything that exists is making a sound internally. All matter has sound waves on the inside of it. And I can tell you that because the Bible said it before quantum physics said it. Finally, quantum physics is catching up with the Bible. How do I know? The Bible says in the beginning, God said, Genesis 1 verse 3 and 4 says, in the beginning, God said, let there be and it was and God made everything we see with words so that's why sound is in it that's why he could talk to an ocean and an ocean would listen that's why he could talk to a bread to bread and bread would obey a fish and fish would obey that's why he could talk to a plant and a plant would obey that's why he could talk to arms and they would stretch out and legs that were weak and they would listen because everything in creation is waiting for a sound within our sound Romans chapter 8, 21 says, the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption. You want to know what real, what produces bondage, slavery, and that is corruption. And if we are corrupted, we cannot bring liberation. We cannot be men and women that are bound. Let me tell you, the fruit of real deliverance is the purity and the fruit of the life of the men and women of God that are operating in deliverance and helping people be free. I can't free people if I'm bound. Demons don't obey me if I'm subject to them. Satan can't cast out Satan. That's how that thing works. So the fruit of, of, of what you're watching is the testimony of that same person throwing on the ground and convulsing and they do that every weekend every month every whatever it's the same it's the same cycle of of a show the enemy makes a show the enemy makes or sometimes the show that the minister makes to seem powerful to seem great and mighty how they're in such authority but families in shambles but purity is not there but the management of the house of god are you listening to me the reason there is bondage is because of corruption. Corruption is not just perversion. Corruption is perverted power. Corruption is perverted power.
power. It's power, it's authority that has been bribed. That word bribe is there. It's taken a payment. It's taken, it's taken a compromise. There is a perversion of power, whether it's in politics, whether it's in churches, whether it's in business, when men and women in authority are using power for themselves or authority and not the good of the nation, not the good of the company, not the good of the church, not the good of the message. It becomes corruption. Anytime you use authority for yourself outside of the will of God, you are, you are heading down a road of corruption. And the end of corruption is destruction because God judges authority harsher than he judges those under authority. You say, well, what's the greater sin? To use corruption and perversion in power or to be unsubmitted. I, I would dare to say to you, the Bible says, don't seek to be teachers. Don't seek to be those in authority. For those that are teachers or those that are in authority have a greater judgment. The greater requisite is on the ones who lead, not the ones that follow. The greater requisite is not on their rebellion. It's on, am I ruling and leading after the heart of God? Am I using judgment? See, kings must be judges. They must make righteous judgment. Righteous judgment is after the will of God, the purposes of God, selfless in their decree, selfless in their decision, not because I'm offended and I don't like this, so I'm going to do this. Not because I want to retaliate. This is a, it is, it is a spirit. It's called corruption. When there is corruption in high places for selfish gain, for money, when there's corruption for land. See, how much, how, I want you to, uh, how, how much, uh, how much would, would we take to be bribed? How much does the devil have to pay? There's not enough money in the world. There's not enough power in the world. We've got to get to that point. Devil, uh, you can come and offer me all you want. You can offer me the kingdoms of this world. We're not bowing. We're not taking shortcuts. We're holding to the word of God and we will stand on integrity, on character and on purity. That's what's lacking in a lot of these so-called ministers and ministries today. Not that they're not anointed. Not that they don't can't make miracles and signs and wonders or deliverance. Not that the problem is character. Not in all, but in a lot of places you go, you wonder why the prophetic, prophetic is so perverted because it's a lack of integrity and character. But the Bible says there will be a deliverance from the bondage of corruption. That's where deliverance is coming. The masses are going to see deliverance from corrupted power in high places. Are you hearing me? The corruption in, 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 in governments, in governors, in presidents, in mayors, in superintendents of schools, superintendents of high schools and educations. They've gathered themselves together after Psalms chapter 2. And, and the Bible says, why did the heathen rage? I'm in Psalms chapter 2 verse 1 now. What is the word rage? I, I thought the word rage meant angry. But uh, uh, the, the, the text here in Hebrew, uh, the book of Psalms chapter 2 verse 1, it says, Why does the heathen rage and the people uh, uh, imagine a vain thing? Now the word rage there, according to the scripture, is the Hebrew, is the Hebrew word ragash. It means to conspire and it means to plot. Why do nations and heathens that do not know God make plots and imagine plots against the things of God. Verse number two, this is, this is an important verse here. The scripture says, the Bible tells us, according to verse two, the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against the, the, the anointed. I want you to underline these verses. This is the, the forces of the world 
not just in 2023, every generation. There is a target in every generation, and it is not me specifically, it is not you, it is not your generations, it is the church of Jesus Christ. The Bible says the kings of the earth under demonic influence and the rulers of this realm take counsel together against God and against his anointed church to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Make no mistake about it, every generation has a Babylon spirit has an Egypt Pharaoh spirit. Every, every, every generation, that's why every generation, they are trying to attack the church of Jesus. They are trying to attack Israel. See, in the Old Testament, the beacon was Israel. God hasn't forgotten Israel, but here's what the Bible says. He came to his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons and daughters of God, to become sons. And so there's something called the time of the Gentiles, the time of the grafting in of the people of God, where those that, that knew not God are grafted in. And through this, uh, Israel is provoked back to righteousness. So there's seasons and times. This is a time where nations are coming in. Every nation, every tribe. Let me help you. God is not a racist. Now, maybe you never thought about this. God doesn't love one person more than another. Not because you're brown, not because you're white. Not be, the Bible says, according to Galatians chapter number three, verse 16, Christ is the seed, not of many, but of one. So when God looked at Abraham, he saw one seed, all the begats, the begats from Genesis, all the way that you see in Matthew and, and Abraham begat and Isaac begat and, and, and uh, Adam begat and, and, and uh, uh, Cain begat. And there was all the lineage. God is watching the lineage and watching one seed. Now, God is a covenant keeper. God remembers the covenant he made with a man called Israel. Israel is a man that became a country. There's a country on the place, on the face of the earth. Now we pray for the country, but your Bible says not everyone that says they're Jews or are Israel are of Israel. Just because they're born doesn't mean they have the spirit of Israel. What is the spirit of Israel? God prevails. Doesn't mean you don't pray for the land, but the nation we're seeing now is not the Israel of the Bible. So God took a man and made from a man, a country. God took a man and that man had 12, had sons and had 12 sons. And those 12 sons became 12 tribes and became a nation. That's still the plan. He said, I want a nation, but Israel wouldn't give it to me. So I'm going to people that will give it to me. Israel was stiff necked and we pray for them. We're not against them, but Israel would not. We are not anti-Semitic. We pray for Israel. We pray for the land. We pray for the people of God to whom the oracles first came. But the Bible says you have a better covenant on better promises that we do not go back to the old according to Galatians where Paul is, is rebuking the Galatian church for being deceived by what were called the Judaizers. The Judaizers were the New Testament Christians who believed that all, all of the, the New Testament Gentiles should be circumcised. They had their knives ready. They should observe days and feast. They should observe all the hundreds of laws and graft them into the, to the, the covenant of Moses. And a council was taken, if you read the book of Acts, and they went before the Lord after, after Peter goes to preach in the house of Cornelius. And there was an uproar in the city and the council when he gets back. And they say, how could you have eaten with, I don't know why we're in this, but we're talking. Somebody's hearing me by the Holy Spirit. There's a council taken. And when, Jesus, and when Peter gets back, they say, how have you done this and defiled yourself? 
And Peter says, how can we forbid them water? The Holy Ghost fell. I didn't do this. God did it. And they said, all right, we're going to baptize them all. And we're going to give them all of our customs and all of our traditions. And they took a counsel to say, none of the burdens that are on Israel would be on the New Testament Gentile that is grafted into the kingdom of God, except the, the, the fleeing fornication offering things strangled and drinking blood and uh, there was like three there was three covenant issues that dealt with the heart and said that Israel that the New Testament believer excuse me the, the New Testament believer would remain free the New Testament believer would not be bound and there was great joy that went throughout the land and Peter is now enjoying the liberty of this New Testament covenant even though he's Jewish even though he's of Israel He's eating his ham hocks. He's enjoying his shrimps. And the Bible says he's eating with his, his brothers who are Gentiles at the table. Then the Judaizers show up and the Bible says uh, the, 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 the Christian Jews who are very religious and they are angry that Peter is eating with the Gentiles. So the Bible says Peter withdraws publicly and Paul rebukes Peter in front of the whole church. That the young apostle rebukes the elder apostle because he's the pr providing division. What does that mean? I want to tell you, God wants to bring unity. God wants to bring the kings of the earth and the, the war in the earth under subjection to a covenant that is greater and is more powerful than we've ever seen. Because when God finds a man, he can trust he makes a covenant. We were in Psalms chapter 2 verse 2. The kings have set themselves and the rulers of the earth take counsel against the Lord and against their anointed. So all of these issues are about the church. They're afraid of the church. So the persecution you saw in the Old Testament. Testament. The persecution you saw in the book of Acts, where if you were found to be a Christian, you would be thrown in jail. They were, they were burned at the stake. They were fed to lions. They had a, the, 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 the fish symbol is a symbol uh, that, that, that was a secret sign that would draw in the sand that let them know they were a Christian and they would rub it out very quickly because it was, an, it was, uh, it was considered to be uh, a threat to every nation because they would go into cities and nations and turn them upside down. Here's what verse 3 says. The kings of the world and the rulers say, let us break the bands asunder and cast them away. There is a tie. There is a, bo a bondage that comes to the Antichrist Christ when the church of Jesus Christ is in position. When the church of Jesus Christ is praying and fasting and standing, even if the church is sleeping, which most of the church is, the Holy Ghost in the church is still a witness. So the enemy doesn't want us to gather, doesn't want us to prophesy, but I declare in the name of Jesus, the enemy will not break our bands because the Bible says verse four, he that sits in the heavens will laugh and the Lord shall have them, shall bring them to derision, which means they're going to turn on themselves. This is the prayer that those who came against God and against the anointed will turn on themselves, that the same plot that was coming against us will turn on them, that they will, it will turn according to the word of the Lord. Let me finish reading Romans 8.21. We're going to pray. If you're listening to me, Romans 8.21, the scripture tells us, the Bible tells us, because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption. You hear me? There is deliverance coming to nations, to cities, to regions, to territories. How will it come when the people of God seek God with all of their heart and all of their soul? And God sends the glory, which is the manifested presence of the Lord that makes mountains low and valleys high, that makes crooked places straight, that makes rough places smooth. What is that? That's called justice, sir. That calls all of the perversion. 
all of the backwards dealing, all of the money laundering, and all of the, the bad elections, and all of the perversion that's been hidden in secret places, all of the plots of the wicked are now exposed and they're brought to justice. You say, when will that happen? That happens as a result of the church going into the presence of the Lord and if the people of God that are called by his name humble themselves and pray and seek the face of God and turn from our wicked ways, then God hears from heaven, forgives sin, and heals the land. He that sits in the heavens laughed, and the Lord turns them to derision. Romans 8.21 says that we will be delivered from the bondage of corruption. I said deliverance is about deliverance from the bondage of corruption into the glory. What is the answer? What is the answer? There's only one hope for America, and that's God's glory. There's only one hope for South Africa. That's God's glory. There's only one hope for London and the UK and one hope for South America and only one hope for Asia and, and uh, 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 North America and Canada. There is one hope for the nations of the world, and that is the church of Jesus Christ seeking the Lord with all of their heart and walking in something called the glorious liberty. That's the name of this podcast, Glorious Liberty of the Sons and Daughters of God. There's no hope in, in new governors. They don't have the answers. Now, we want righteous people in position, but if the righteous uh, governor in position doesn't have the Daniel, they're not going to make it. If the righteous uh, a king in position doesn't have the prophet Nathan to give him counsel, they're not going to make it. If the righteous doesn't have the Esthers to counsel them, it's not going to make it. There is one hope for our nation, and that is the glory of the Lord upon the sons and daughters of God. This is the answer. This is the hope. This is our, 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 our all of our eggs should be in one place, and that is the hope of glory. Christ in us, the hope of glory. This hope of glory, according to the scripture, is a revelation of who we carry, a revelation of what we carry. I want to pray for you if you're listening to me and you've been battling powers and princes, rulers of the ages of this world, demonic forces in high places. Let me encourage you, man and woman of God, you are not by yourself. Ephesians 6 verse 12 says, we're not wrestling with flesh and blood, but we're wrestling with principalities, powers, and spiritual wickedness in high places. You are in a wrestling match. You are warring with demonic forces in the heavenlies. But I want to encourage you, man and woman of God, you are going to win. You are going to overcome. You are not by yourself. Those that are with you are greater than those that are against you. For one can chase a thousand, but two can chase 10,000. And three can chase a hundred thousand. And four can chase a million. And five can chase 10 million. And six can chase a hundred million. And so on. And, and seven can chase a billion. This is how it works. God wants to put to flight demonic forces and powers. We're not fighting a natural battle. It is a spiritual battle. And the only answer to the world is the church of Jesus Christ. The ecclesia in whom the Holy Ghost dwells. The only answer to demonic plots and plans against every sphere of influence is the church of Jesus Christ. In governments, in laws, in legislation, in the medical arena, in every realm that God has ordained according to his word. The only solution is the church, the Holy Ghost, the glory on the church. But let me help you. In no other generation until now, has darkness prevailed. Let me remind you, Hitler wanted a one world global government, a one world government, and he was close. And theolo or history says, 
historians tell us if we would invaded two days or three days different on a Tuesday instead of a Thursday or on a Thursday instead of a Tuesday, he would have had the whole world. The whole world would have been his. But because that week and that month and that time, the church began to fast in prayer, God brought derision and delusion to the princes and powers of the air. Alexander the Great wanted a one-world government. Genghis Khan wanted a one-world global government. You're listening to me. This is nothing to Rome had a one-world government. The, the closest to a one-world government was Rome until Rome split into Rome 1 and Rome 2. And when division and perversion are, there will be delusion. This is what, this was, they had the kingdom model, but the problem is they didn't have purity. So it destroyed them. Let me help you. Purity is for your safety. Purity is not so you, you don't get to have fun on Friday night. Purity is not so, so you, you can't just watch everything and you're stuck not watching and doing things you want to do. Purity is for your safety so that when God elevates you, these demonic forces don't rip your mind apart. This is what is happening to many leaders in high places, whether they're government leaders, whether they're businessmen, or whether they're church leaders that are being elevated to offices like Saul, and they're being torn apart in their mind under demonic oppression because there's not a level of character and purity to sustain the office. And so the only time this thing will lift is when they submit to the governmental authority that is no longer on them. It's on David. The governmental authority had shifted from Saul to David. The moment Saul put the oil on the head of David, the next verse said an evil spirit from the Lord came to torment Saul. And now because Saul is in an office, he's no longer tormented for. He sits in that office for nearly 15 to 18 years. He's there more than 15 years in an office he's not anointed for any longer. The anointing is now on David. And so yes, the, the devil leaves when he worships. But the devil leaves when he submits to the authority, the governmental authority that is now on David. And there are Davids in caves right now. There are Esthers in caves right now. There are Jobs in caves right now. And you have governmental authority for a season that is not yet manifested. Don't you be discouraged. Don't you look at the wicked. Don't you look at the compromise. Don't you envy. And let me, let me remind this to you. Do not enter the fields of the fatherless. I'm going to say this again. It may look enticing. It may look like crowds and it may look like they're going to pay you and a great door. Do not enter the fields of the fatherless. The Bible tells us we are not to enter. Do not enter. Do not go to the fields of the fatherless. What is the field of the fatherless? The places, the churches, the arenas that do not have fathers in the kingdom of God. The fields of the fatherless are a place of compromise. The fields of the fatherless are a place of, of, of uh, restriction. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 10, and I'm going to pray for you. Be patient, sir. Don't know who this is for. I'm speaking to somebody who God is about to raise you up, and you're not going to owe no man nothing except to love them. You're not going to know any, no man nothing except to, to grow. God isn't going to, you're being processed for the palace. You're going into high places. Remove not the old landmark. Here's what one thing the fatherless do. They remove all the landmarks, all of them. They eat, we throw the baby out with the bathwater. No fathers, no elders, no, 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 no generation before you. And this is what they do. They throw out all of the old landmarks and they throw the baby. Yes, we cannot be religious, but we cannot throw the baby out with the battle. Don't remove the land because this is what the fatherless do. 
Everything's well. You can drink what you want. You can smoke what you want. You can sleep what you want. You can watch what you want. And you can live how you want because grace is there for you. This is a perversion. And this is in leadership. I said this is in leadership. Pride and not humility. Pride and not, not, a, not, a, not a bit of humility. Remove not the landmarks and do not enter the fields of the fatherless. Are you listening to me? You're a Joseph. You're a David. You're an Esther. You're a Moses. You're going to a land flowing with milk and honey. Let God finish the work he started in us. That's my prayer. Let's agree. Heavenly Father, as we're on this broadcast, I pray according to your word that there are a generation called the children of Almighty God. And you are about to release what is called the glory of the Lord into the earth realm. You are going to release miracles and signs and wonders. God, give us men and women of integrity. Give us men and women of purity and power. Give us not only giftedness, which is necessary, which is not to be looked down on, but give us humility and purity and holiness and, and a hunger and a thirst for what's called the fear of the Lord. That we would be men and women that fear the Lord before we fear man. We fear God. Help us, God, to understand that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And let wisdom come that turns the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. Let the hearts of the fathers return to the children. Send the spirit of Elijah and let nations be well and let nations be whole. I pray over my brother now. I pray over my sister now. I pray over that man and woman of God and release over them grace and power for the next season. Open up ears to hear, hearts to discern. Strengthen my brother now. Encourage my sister now. Bring life and strength that they would fulfill their call. I speak life to that Esther. I, I speak strength to that David. I speak strength to that Joseph. I speak strength to that Deborah, that righteous judge. God is going to raise you up at his time. I pray that blessing from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. In Jesus' name, we say amen. And amen and amen. Bless you, Brother Haram. So good to see you. Apostle Kim Gaskin, again, good to see you, our friend. Uh, Estella, uh, 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 Estella, so good to see you. Welcome to the broadcast. If you were blessed today, I'm going to ask you to uh, say amen, but I'm also going to ask you to share the broadcast. We're believing that the move of God is here in the earth, that there is a, a release of God's power that is going to be manifested in the earth as never before. I'm praying for you. This season is a season of harvest. Yes, shaking is coming. Economic shaking, people are forecasting even something about this week. But I'm going to ask you to pray. Pray, men of God. Pray, women of God. You have nothing to fear if you are rooted and grounded upon the rock. So I encourage you, make the Lord your salvation. Make him your strength. Make him your everything. God bless you, uh, Pastor Joe and Linda from our, our sister church, Spirit-filled Church of the Valley. Blessings to you. And we're praying that this broadcast was a blessing to you. Please share and like the broadcast. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners. And we're praying God's grace abound with you until our next broadcast. God bless you. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast with the Pastor Nathaniel Leon. Stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or by liking us on Facebook at This Rock International. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.